but point being is that sending consistent marketing emails with recipes, with things like that, I mean, it just tells people how to use the product. Right. right? Gives them, like I said, a vision for that. So I feel like dialing in both transactional and mail marketing emails are huge. The other thing about MailPoet that I love, integrates specifically with WooCommerce. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're not using WooCommerce, MailPoet won't work, won't work for you, I don't think. And it will allow you to customize the transactional emails. So you can customize the transactional emails on your own, but you would have to get into code and stuff to do that. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Brands at Book Show, where we help creative service-based businesses build their brands and find more clients. I'm your host, Davey Jones. Memberships have been on our mind lately. Not only do I run a membership, FarmFed Box, which you can learn more about at farmfedbox.com. And I've actually been putting a ton of work into that website behind the scenes, integrating different tools to hopefully level it up a bit. But we've just finished designing and building two other membership websites for clients. At least one of them, Magic Playbook, has launched and it's one of my new favorite websites, so go check it out. The other membership site, Loop and Dash, should hopefully have launched around the time of the release of this episode. And once it has, I'll make sure that link is in the show notes as well. But today we are chatting about a few things that we consider membership must-haves. They include some principles that any membership needs to think through, plus some of our favorite tools for membership sites. There's also a blog post that goes with this episode. Be sure to check out the show notes at davianchrista.com for the resources that we mentioned during the episode. And we wanna hear from you. Let us know what kind of content you'd like to see on the Brands That Book podcast as we move forward. To leave your feedback, just send us a DM on Instagram at davianchrista. Now, on to the episode. All right, we are back with another episode of the Brands of Book Podcast. And today we are talking about something that's been heavy on my mind or on my mind a lot. <laughs> I feel like when I say heavily on my mind, it feels like something more serious than it is. It does, yeah. Right. But something that I've been thinking about a lot, and that's memberships, especially with you know our work with FarmFed Box uh, and a few other websites that we've launched recently. Mm-hmm. Just been thinking a lot about memberships lately. Something that I've just been sort of excited about, you know, as far as like, work projects go right is putting some time into farm fed box and you know creating more of a robust membership flow if you if you want to call it that and so today's topic is really talking about membership must-haves all right i think that my thoughts are a little bit more loose on this topic today all right so they're not quite as organized i will have a blog post that will go live with this episode Mm. and typically when i sit down and write about things i find a little more clarity on my ideas. Okay. So be on the lookout for that. But if you're thinking about creating a membership or incorporating some sort of membership in your product line, this is the episode for you. All right. Yeah. I am excited to talk about this too. I am fresh off of two membership website launches. I feel like we can say their names because one is going live 
this week yeah. or next week. And the other one is already live. So we worked with Magic Playbook and integrated their membership site with a, a store, like a 500 product store. So that was a hefty site, but it's beautiful and we're excited about it. And then Loop and Dash is also another membership that we worked on and that should be live by the time this comes out. So I'm excited yeah. for that one too. Yeah, I'm, and I, I haven't seen the most recent version of Loop and Dash yet. Well, they're not live yet. So. Yeah, you know, like I I've, I saw it a while ago, but yeah. I know you've made updates since. And But Magic Playbook is live, and I love that site. Yeah. I think it's and just a, a beautiful. The three examples that we have are all very different memberships, so I think it could be fun to talk about them and their differences. Yeah, for sure. So we'll put the links to the, each of these memberships in the show notes, but today you know, we're kind of drawing from our, our fresh experiences with FarmFedBox. Magic Playbook and Loop and Dash. Yes. All right. So you can find those uh, links in the show notes. So where should we start? Do you want to talk about membership platforms first? Because there are so many out there. And I think that that dictates so many other like aspects of what you do. Yeah, sure. You know, I think that's so the platform question is going to be answered based on what kind of membership it is, mm -hmm. you know. And if you're brand new to memberships, I think we might have another episode on you know, subscriptions or, you know, something similar. Mm -hmm. But one of the big benefits of having a membership is that recurring revenue, right. right? So somebody's either paying you typically monthly or annually. Sometimes you can get lifetime deals to memberships, but typically those lifetime deals are pretty close to what people would typically pay, you know, over the course of staying with that membership, right? Right. But point being is that memberships are a great way to create some recurring revenue in your business. You know, something that you can count on month to month as opposed to one-off projects. And don't get me wrong, we love, you know, we do websites and brands and those are one-off one projects. Off. You know, we, we have clients come back often for updates to their website. We have a lot of, you know, great ongoing relationships, but it's not recurring in the sense that once the project is paid for, it's paid for. Right. So, and right. a membership could be a physical product, like FarmFitBox delivers meat every month or every other month, depending on what people want. And then Loop and Dash and Magic Playbook deliver content. So, actually, Magic Playbook also delivers prints that go with their content. So, that's another aspect of theirs. But for the most part, they are selling content each month. And then Loop and Dash is also selling content each month. Yeah. And there's pros and cons to each, right? In mm -hmm. terms of whether you're doing a digital product or a physical product, you know, our physical product at FarmFedBox, you know, we have to keep alive, right? Or, <laughs> you know, there's an ad, it's not like we do. For years. You know, it's not like something, a, a physical product that's made in a factory somewhere that we, you know, order inventory and then we have to get rid of that inventory. You know, it's actually, you know, animals that we raise here on our farm, right? Right. So there's some added complexity to that, but you know, and there's there's other resources out there where you can, if you're very interested in creating a membership and you want to kind of determine whether you want to go the physical product route or the digital product route, there's definitely some simplicity to going to the, the digital product route. Oh yeah, way faster and you don't have to keep it alive the yeah. way that you have to keep a cow alive, so. Exactly. So one, like I said, one of the great, one of the best benefits, right, of a membership is mm -hmm. that recurring revenue. But one thing that you have to fight constantly is, is what's called churn. All right. Mm -hmm. And so each month you'll have people who are considering leaving and they're, they'll consider leaving for all sorts of reasons. You know, I, I don't know this to be the case for Magic Playbook, but mm -hmm. I imagine that at, at a certain age, those activities your, are no your longer kid ages out. Yeah. Yeah. So it might not be anything that's wrong with the subscription itself. But, you know, for instance, in the case of Magic Playbook, those activities and I think they say on this on the site. I think it's three to six yeah well you you can I'm look, look it up, up. <laughs> but let's say it's three to six right well when somebody's 10 right 
you know, maybe Magic Playbook isn't the kids activity subscription for them. So it doesn't necessarily have to do with it that anything's wrong with the product, but it could be, you know, maybe people just don't know how to use the product. And, you know, for farm fed box, for instance, right, we send a box of meat each month to people really all around the United States, mostly right. on the East Coast, mostly east of the Mississippi. But one of the questions we'll get is like, people who get cuts of meat that they don't typically like make. a ham steak. Sure. Well, mm -hmm. we don't send a ton of ham steaks just for the record. All right? <laughs> they're just but in my freezer. <laughs> yeah. They're just in our freezer because we do get that cut back from the animal. So if you were to sign up, you're not going to get a ton of ham steaks for, for what it's worth. With that said, you know, ground pork, for instance, which is something that we cook with all the time. Right. I love it. Yeah. And so, but that's, that's the thing is you kind of have to put yourself in other people's shoes. And, and that's just not, I think something that people typically get from the grocery store. Right. Right. So, you well, know, that's because it's not good from the grocery store, but <laughs> sure, sure. Right. And our ground pork is awesome. But anyways, point being is, you know, so people might get this kind of meat and be like, okay, well, what do I do with this? Right. Right. And so if they don't feel like they're getting that utility mm -hmm. out of, you know, the subscription or the membership, that might be a reason for cancellation or find something else that, that they can better understand how to use. Right. Right. Or maybe they're too busy to use it that month. Like I'm thinking maybe Magic Playbook kids when, when school is first starting in the fall, they might not have as much time to do it. Whereas like in the summer, they probably have a lot of time and it's ages two to six. So yeah. Yeah. And it's been awesome. It's yeah. We love it. <laughs> yeah. So we're also members we uh, are. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but all that I think is all that I think that is true. You know, as the summer months here approach for farm fed box, you know, one of the challenges might be people going on long vacations, right. you know, and so they can't re actually receive a box of meat that month. Mm -hmm. You know, so those are the sorts of things that you have to think about. And so while the recur recurring revenue is great and building that up, you're always trying to keep as many members as possible. Right. And so really one of the things that I've been thinking about, and I think sort of the reason I wanted to record this episode is just because I've been thinking largely about how do you keep members, you know, mm -hmm. so not so much how do you get members, but how do you keep those members? And so that's really the basis for recording this episode. Okay. So a few things that we've been working on over at Farm Fed Box. One, I think this is probably the most important thing, uh -huh. is a, a vision for how it will work for me. Okay. Right. I talk a lot about this in, you know, when I, when I speak at conferences about website design, mm -hmm. right. And creating an offer and conveying that offer, you know, on your website. Right. People want to understand whether something can work for them, right. Not just broadly how it works, but how it will work for them. And so how have you done that with a meat box? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of the things that we've been trying to move to is creating one more content mm -hmm. around, you know, actually what can be made with those cuts. Right. Right. Which and, is funny because I do all the cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you just happen to be great at recording, you know, what you're cooking, right? So if you follow Farm Bed Box and you see the recipes, those are probably me. Yeah, right. So those are, yeah, a lot of, <laughs> especially a lot of the recent ones are you. But point being is, is trying to give people a vision for how they can use that meat, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this is something that's key for any business. It doesn't matter whether it's a membership or not, but especially a membership, you know, even like you know, something like Magic Playbook, what they have to tackle, right? How actually are their kids going to use those activities? Mm -hmm. You know, is there going to be time set aside each month for those activities? Well, they do a really good job of making little video clips too of kids doing the activities and showing like the final result, which always looks so cute. I yeah. feel like when Jack does them, they don't look that cute. <laughs> sure. But yeah, and you want to give people an idea of like what that transformation can look like, right. you know? So, you know, for in the case of Magic Playbook, and I know I've been using them as an example, 
but you know, I, I got to imagine too, it's like going from, okay, just throwing on another, another movie show. for your kid mm-hmm. or another show for your kid to your kid actually doing something with their hands right. and learning along the way, right? right. For farm fed box, it's going from like, you know, the conventional meat that you get at your grocery store, which, you know, I think a lot of even the labels that you find on your meat at the grocery store, you know, just do some research, for instance, around eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't send eggs in boxes, but just as an example, right? Showing people, okay, what does it actually mean when you get an organic egg? Mm-hmm. You know, I think people think, oh yeah, chickens are just rolling around on pasture, you know, yeah. on their coops. And that's not exactly what that means, right? Right. So, you can look up the FDA standards for what is defined as organic. And it's yeah. not as maybe not as high as you would think it would be. Yeah, exactly. And then looking at how, you know, we raise the animals on our farm, mm-hmm. right? But I think giving people a vision for how it will work for me, all right, or for them is key to creating a membership that grows and doesn't have a lot of churn. Right. So if you have a product that is like consuming content, like maybe educational content, how would you show how it will work for them? Is that just through testimonials and stories? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can sort of bridge that trust gap with people and give them a vision for how they might use their product or your product or how what they might get out of your product, right? Mm-hmm. And really a lot of that is going to be focusing on the transformation that your product can offer. Right. And typically it's going to fall into one of these categories, you know, health, wealth, and reputation, mm-hmm. right? One of those things, I think it's going to fall into those categories, you know, for farm fed box, right? It's going to be health. health. You know, there might be a little bit of reputation in there too, because, you know, maybe you want to be the kind of person that receives, you know, that really champions like the, like an environmental cause, right? right? But really, you know, when you're thinking through these, you're not trying to check every category here, mm-hmm. you know, you're just trying to figure out which one yours falls into. Right. So farm fed box, probably health. I would say even for Magic Playbook, mm-hmm. probably health as well, you know, just not sitting in front of screens. Right. It's not kind of being bored, although yeah. I think boredom is actually pretty good for the mind, but that's another, <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast, health, right? You know, so trying to figure out, okay, what exactly is it? What kind of transformation are you offering? What's really the core benefit that you're offering somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do that through case studies, testimonials, white papers. All right. I know there's probably not a lot of people listening that are creating white papers around their I business. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So <laughs> Think about it. You know, it's kind of like a case study. Okay. Um, is it longer? You know, yeah. You know, you see white papers in like the crypto world a lot, but yeah. anyways, point being, for a lot that. of us, it's going to be <laughs> testimonials and social proof like that, that are going to help give people a vision. So that's the first thing. Okay. What is the next thing? I would say along those lines, consistently checking in with people Mm -hmm. uh, and communication. I think it's one of those things where maybe when we have somebody, you know, sign up for a membership, you know, maybe there's an inclination for some people not to rock the boat. And so maybe they're just kind of like, okay, let's let this cruise. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think at the end of the day, you want to make sure that your communication is on point. One of the primary ways that you're going to communicate with people well is via email, right? right? We have people of all ages, for instance, that are signed up for Farm Fed Box. Uh-huh. And so not everybody's on Instagram looking at all our Instagram posts, right? Right. One of the things that we just introduced that is still largely a test is we have an, a phone number on our website, right? You got a phone call this morning. I did. And you know what? <laughs> um, I will say that typically when we get a phone call, it would be from a, a certain generation, mm-hmm. right? And so I think giving people options to reach out and talk to somebody in the way that they most want to talk to somebody. Right. You know, I'd say the people that we get DMs from are typically a different generation than the people that we get phone calls from. Right. Right. So I think that's important. But one of the things that I want to zero in here on is email. Okay. And I think really 
making sure that your transactional emails are on point and your marketing emails are on point. And I think that you should clarify what a transactional email is because not everyone is going to know what that is. Sure. Transactional emails are, the, are, are emails that are associated with the transaction. So what that means is when you buy something online, you're going to typically get an email confirmation that you've ordered something, mm-hmm. you know, details your order. It might be an invoice or a receipt, you know, something like that. Maybe if you'll get another email down the line when your product ships, right? right. That's just automated, you know, as the progress moves from, you know, processing to shipping to completed. FarmFedBox sends a lot of those because I recently sent somebody a gift FarmFedBox and I got all of the notifications, which is nice because it's me. So it's important that people know when it's getting to their house. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something I'd say that we're still dialing in just to make sure that we streamline that. Mm -hmm. We definitely want people to get information. We don't want to give them too much information, Mm -hmm. but we have been putting some time into that. And one of the things that we have invested in is SMTP, SMTP plugin and tool to help us with uh, transactional emails. So, you know, for instance, like a lot of people listening, you might have heard of things like MailChimp and Flowdesk and ConvertKit, right? Mm-hmm. Those are typically used for marketing emails. Right. We have a, I guess, not membership, but we have an account with smtp.com, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what we actually use to fulfill our emails. So we don't just send our emails through our host. And I know I'm getting a little technical here, mm-hmm. but if you're working with a website designer, they can help point you in the in the right direction. And this is because sometimes those emails that come from your website get blocked. They um, get blocked. They, get, they go to spam. Your sender reputation, you know, if you're just using your host, right, is probably not going to be as good as a transactional service. Like, and there's a ton out there, mm-hmm. you know, and I should look them up. But we but, added one to magic playbook that is a plugin so wp mail smpt pro and then i know we have one on our davian krista site too to ensure that those emails get delivered yeah and i'm just going to look in here but like wp mail smtp right they fulfill through another service if that makes sense so mm-hmm. for instance and i'm ours is fulfilled through smtp.com mm-hmm. but there are other options in there so i'm just going to go into our settings here and take a look to give people some examples so send in blue aws which is amazon google mailgun postmark sendgrid spark post i've never heard of them you know so there are other options in there the three that that plugin recommends are send layer smtp and send in blue mm-hmm. anyways options there but i think that really I know it might be one of the things that are sort of boring, but I think dialing in those things really helps just increase consumer trust, all right, and confidence in your brand. But then also like it's an opportunity to to tell people what they should expect. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think when you leave people guessing or assuming, right, that's when maybe the breakdown happens where they're like, well, maybe this isn't for me, or maybe this isn't what I expected, and so on. And of course, one of the ways that you do that is through consistent marketing emails as well. Right. So we've used across different businesses, ConvertKit, Flowdesk, and now MailPoet. And we um, used MailChimp years ago yeah, for a very short time. So we've used a lot of different tools, but even like mm-hmm. right now, right, those are the three that we're using. Yeah. There's pros and cons to, to each of them. We have at least a YouTube video and blog post that compare ConvertKit and Flowdesk. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Flowdesk is just so easy for people. It's like it typically is. where we, we send people. And they're people. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. And the other thing is you just can't bre- beat the price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it basically like, isn't it like $19? If, if you, you sign, sign up, up with, with, a, with someone's code, it's yeah, you, $19 a month. Yeah. Which and is I don't even remember what we paid for ConvertKit, but I think it's a lot higher. Oh, it's a way higher because the, the, the ConvertKit charges you based, based on, on your list size. Mm-hmm. Right. And we've talked about reasons why we haven't switched yet and so on and so forth. It's just such a, 
such a monumental task. We have a lot of something. email sequences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just, but we, we do use Flowdesk for other businesses. So. We do. But point being is that sending consistent marketing emails with recipes, with things like that. I mean, it just tells people how to use the product, right? right? Gives them, like I said, a vision for that. So I feel like dialing in both transactional and mail marketing emails are huge. The other thing about MailPoet that I love integrates specifically with WooCommerce. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're not using WooCommerce, MailPoet won't work, won't work for you, I don't think. And it will allow you to customize the transactional emails. So you can customize the transactional emails on your own, but you would have to get into code and stuff to do that. All right. So a few other things, just because this is already going longer than I had expected. So we'll just kind of roll through some of these other points here as well. But I really do think, you know, that vision for how it will work for me. That is, that's huge when it comes to memberships, right? right? You can have a really great product, a great offer, but if people don't understand, or you can have a really great product, but if people don't understand how it will work for, for them, them, they're probably not going to buy. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to record another episode on how to create a great offer too, okay. which will tap into some of these things. That sounds interesting. I'm excited for that one. So seamless checkout experience. This is one of the things that I love about uh, Magic Playbook, I think. It's just like the whole signup flow. Well, thank Sam and Alex for that. They put a lot of work into that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it just looks so good. Yeah. And, and so I, that is all done through MemberPress. We yeah. use MemberPress for their membership subscription and then for the checkout. And we went an extra step with their checkout to customize it so that it has like images. You should just go check it out because it's beautiful. But it lets you seamlessly choose whether you want your prints or your subscription to be monthly or annual and whether you want prints delivered to your house or not. And there are just visuals that go with it. And so it's a, a seam, pretty seamless process. Yeah. And I think all of that increases trust throughout the checkout process, especially, you mm-hmm. know, and gets somebody to the finish line. Because again, you know, I think anytime people know that they're going to be paying for something month to month, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more, I think, hesitancy, right? To actually sign up. So seamless checkout experience. We'll include maybe in the show notes as well, some different stacks, right? Like that each of these websites are using. Because like you said, with the Magic Playbook, you're using MemberPress. With FarmFedBox, we're using WooCommerce memberships. Right. And we're using MemberPress with Loop and Dash. Yep. Okay, cool. So two sites there with MemberPress. So that's definitely one to, to check out. I want to say too, even for ShowIt, I think ShowIt and MemberPress, I'll double check this. Check the show There's notes. another one. There's a membership that ShowIt's now working with, but it's not MemberPress. It's something else. It's not MemberPress. No, I'll look it up while you talk. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So they just rolled out a really tight integration with a membership plugin. So that's worth checking out too, if you have a ShowIt website. It is member space member space. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's one you might want to check out if you have a show at website and you want to incorporate a membership option. A few other plugins to check out to create a seamless checkout experience, Cartflows. Mm-hmm. We'll start trying to incorporate that actually into the FarmFed box checkout shortly. That's going to take a little bit more testing, but there's just a lot of options that you can incorporate with something like Cartflows because you know, when you want to get into things like upsells and downsells and bump offers, right? Mm-hmm. Just trying to increase customer value and cart value at checkout, a tool like that can really help. And it can also make your checkout look really sharp. Cool. Even without that though, you can customize, you know, I feel like a lot of people just leave the WooCommerce default checkout, mm-hmm. like how it looks, which is fine. But then you, you know, you have this beautiful branded website and then you get to the checkout page and there's like a, the WordPress WooCommerce blue, you know, in there, right? Right. 
But you typically need some CSS to customize it, right? Or did you figure it out on your own with FromFitBox? No, Fitbox? I think this was, yeah, I just figured this out. On, wow. You know, you just went into, yeah, yeah maybe we can include some directions. Of the, you Maybe you should do a YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> do a YouTube, uh, YouTube video on that. But even if you Google, like how to customize that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. typically you can find pretty readily available information. Cool. About the checkout experience, you know, making sure that there's integrated payment systems such as Stripe and PayPal, which is, I think is what most people use to check out. Mm-hmm. Some way to check out with a credit card and maybe some alternative payment method, especially if somebody, if you expect people to be purchasing with their phone, you might want something like Apple Pay. Mm-hmm. I think Google has some sort of comparable mm-hmm. checkout experience. G-Pay, too. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've seen it. Yeah. So something along those lines, just so that people can easily pay you. Yes. Seems important. Another thing that I think most people are going to want to have is an area for people to cancel, pause, or adjust their subscriptions. And this is for a lot of the reasons that we talked about earlier. Like for you, some people might be going on vacation and they're not physically able to accept a box that month. Or maybe they have a lot of like content from the last month that they still need to get through and so they need to pause the next month. So there are all sorts of reasons why people might need to do that. And most membership platforms, if you have a good one, are going to give you a page that you can adjust to help people make those settings. Yeah. I, and I would agree. I mean, th- different people have different philosophies on this. You know, some people want to be like, they want people to have to email them in order to cancel. Mm-hmm. And I understand why you might want to do that. You know, you might want feedback. You know, it, it's not necessarily because you want to make it hard for people to cancel. It might just be, be because there's, there has to be a certain manual action taken, right? So you can't just there's just no option for people to just hit cancel, right? right? Palm tree clubs like that, for instance, like mm-hmm. people actually have to reach out because we actually have, have to, to take their take website steps. down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, And that requires quite a bit of communication. So there are definitely reasons why you might not include something like that. For FarmFedBox though, we want people to change their subscription. You know, I was on a call this morning with somebody who felt like she didn't have the right size box, you know, mm-hmm. so she wanted more meat each month because she thought, you know, okay, well, I think we're going to go through a little bit more of this than, than I assumed, mm-hmm. right? So you want to make sure that people can adjust the subscription on their own if they want to. A few other things that I think are key that I'll just mention here. I think we've done other episodes on them. So I won't spend a lot of time on something like reviews, for instance, and mm-hmm. why they're important. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're going to show that something is going to work for you or the giving people a vision of how it will work for me, reviews can definitely help do that. Yeah. And I think it just, especially if you've just been introduced to a product or maybe you've seen an ad, I'm much more likely to trust and purchase, maybe give that uh, product a try mm-hmm. if there's a lot of reviews Yeah, or even moderate amount of reviews. Right? Yeah. You just know other people have bought this and they like it. And so hopefully I will like it too. Yeah, exactly. So having some sort of reviews, I mean, I think this is just key, especially for I'm mean, really for any product. For any, yeah, any yeah. service too. Yeah, any product or service. One of the things that we found have really helped, and we talked about this in a recent blog post as well, mm-hmm. is affiliate referral program. So we've implemented kind of the beta version of a affiliate program for FarmFedBox, mm-hmm. but we just saw such huge spike in traffic to our right. website after uh, implementing it. I think creating an affiliate program needs to have its own episode. I know. I was going to say, you probably, there's so much you could talk about with that. Yeah. And there's just things that we've learned. And I would say that we haven't, you know, I don't know if necessarily in any business we have it completely dialed in, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that, that has helped, you know, and that we feel like has, has been worthwhile. And again, giving people who would otherwise share about your product, some incentive to share about your product is is huge because again, you know, I think one of the best ways to give people a vision for how your product can work for them is by other people talking about how it works for them, not just the business telling them how it might work. 
Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. So those are really the things that I wanted to I wanted to chat about today. Those are the things that have been top of mind. And we're coming up on 30 minutes here, so it's probably a good time to cut this episode. But there's other things as well, like pixels for tracking. Like right now, we're not running any ads for Farm Fed Box, but we probably will at some point soon. But starting to collect that data now, I think is helpful. So having those kind of things installed at the outset, I think are good. And there are a few other tips that I can probably think of. But you know, really, those are the things that have been top of mind lately when it comes to memberships. And really, just you know, I, I've been excited to. Uh, it's been fun to work on a lot of these projects for Farm Fed Box, mm-hmm. and then you know, especially I'm excited to see the Loop and Dash website launch. But having seen Magic Playbook. I mean, it is a beautiful website. Thank you. So if you haven't checked it out, be sure to, to, to give it a look. If you have young kids. You should sign up, def- especially yeah. for the summer. <laughs> definitely check it out. And that we don't get any, you know, we don't get you any kickback. We don't get a referral that. for that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 We are actually members of that one. So it's definitely been a fun project to work on, especially since we use it. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. Well, as always, if you have anything to contribute, post those comments in the comments section of the blog post mm-hmm. that will go with this episode. And if you have any questions, reach out. And if you have a membership site that you're looking to build and you need some help with it, consider reaching out. We've worked on now a lot of different membership sites yes. uh, with a lot of different tools. And it's something that we really enjoyed lately. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Brands That Book Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. For show notes and other resources, head on over to deviancrista.com. 